Welcome to the Music Secrets Exposed podcast with your host, Sylvia Morn. Hey, hope you're doing good. As I record this podcast, it is December of 2021. We are almost into the festive season. I am sure you are busy doing your Christmas preparations just now. Great time for to find inspirational gifts for musicians. And if you go back into the last couple of weeks of episodes, I did a podcast about some gifts that might be great for young musicians starting their musical journey. So check back in the podcast listing for that. Now, today, I thought I'd give you a funny story about Beethoven, Ludwig van Beethoven. Now, if you don't know who Beethoven is, all you have to do is just go into Google, type his name in, and you will see so much historic information about Beethoven. He is such a fascinating character. And if you're a young musician and you're learning music, like maybe you're learning a piano sonata or a bagatelle, or you're doing some other form of Beethoven's music, it's really interesting to see his life story. Now, there is a film about Beethoven called Immortal Beloved and a really interesting period film to watch. So if you've time over Christmas to watch the movie as a musician, I suggest you do so. You will learn a lot about the character of Beethoven and what made him tick as a composer as well. Notably, he lost his hearing throughout his life. And can you imagine what that must have been like? Here you have this gifted, inspired composer who was also very hot tempered, but losing his hearing, that must have been hell for him. And it often has been reported in lots of different writings about Beethoven that he was extremely hot tempered. Now, there's a story that was published in the Glasgow Herald editorial back in 1992 about Beethoven. I'll read it to you. Experts say that the Broadwood was not Beethoven's favourite make of piano. He apparently preferred the Austrian Graf. Had he played the Broadwood more, of course, it might not have been in such good condition after its recent restoration. Beethoven was a notorious thumper, especially when in a bad mood. On one celebrated occasion, performing a new concerto, he forgot he was the soloist and began to conduct. At the first of Fort Sando, he waved his arms so violently that he knocked over the lights in the piano. He started the concerto again, this time with two choir boys holding the lights. But on reaching the same Sefort Sando, he hit one of the choir boys who dropped his light while the other was forced to duck. Beethoven became enraged by the audience's laughter. Then when he struck the first chord, six of the piano strings broke. Can you imagine what that was like back in the day? Remember, pianos were only newly created. I mean, they weren't very old instruments. We've had the opportunity of using pianos that have evolved over 200 plus years. But back then, it wasn't a very old instrument. So I would imagine that the strings may not be as strong as we have them in our pianos today. Referring back to the film Immortal Beloved, it really shows that Beethoven was a deep thinker. He just didn't merely play music and create beautiful melodies. He thought about it deeply. He thought about the effect music would have on his audience. And in the middle of that film, I think it's about minute 55 or 56, there is a scene where Beethoven is speaking to his friend who's a violinist. And he asks his friend, what do you think 
the effect of music has on an audience. And he goes on to say that, you know, it triggers different feelings. It arouses certain feelings in the people listening. Beethoven was very aware that music triggers emotions. He mightn't have been able to articulate it in modern day language. You might say in today's language that music triggers the chakras in the body, or we understand the science of sound waves and what that does to the molecular state of the body also. There's much, much study done on all of this. There was one time I was in a secondhand bookshop, which sometimes I like to walk into. Um, this was, of course, well before COVID. And I found a book which was written by Lucy C. Lilly. And this book is entitled The Story of Music and Musicians. It was published in 1885. And she says in the concluding chapter, of her book that music is not only a body healer, it is a mind regulator. Now, remember, this is old English. I'll read it again. She says, music is not only a body healer, it is a mind regulator. She's also hinting at this idea that music has a power over emotion and the body. She says, the future mission of music for the million is the discipline of emotion. Music rouses the emotions. She says, inward activities, long dormant or never before awakened, are called up and become new powers within the breast. For remember, emotion nerves for action. Now, again, I'm quoting old English, so the words might seem a bit strange. She goes on to say, the stupidest horse that goes uphill to the sound of bells, the timidest soldier that marches to battle with fife and drum, the most delicate girl who spins around tireless in the dance, the poorest labor who sings at his work, any of them is good enough to prove that music rouses and sustains emotion. And she also says, music disciplines and controls emotion. That is the explanation of the art of music as distinguished from the mere power of the musical sound. You can rouse with a stroke, but to guide, to moderate, to control, to raise and depress, to combine, to work out a definite scheme involving appropriate relations and proportions of force and various mobility. For this, you require the subtle machinery of an art and the direct machinery for stirring up and regulating emotion is the wonderful vibratory mechanism created by the art of music. What Lucy is saying here is really interesting because Beethoven was saying it in a different way, which was quoted in the film Immortal Beloved. And as a musician or as a composer, it's one of these things that has to be in your mind about if you're playing music for an audience, what style of music will you play? Does it suit your audience? Does it suit the age of your audience? What kind of emotion do you want to trigger in your audience? What kind of effect do you want to have in the world around you through your music? Some people play music for healing. Some people play music to create excitement, to cause people to dance. Music has power and never think that it doesn't have it. Look how much music is played in advertisements. And Christmas is a great example. There's this kind of festival atmosphere at the moment moving into the Christmas season. You walk into a shop and there's Christmas carols singing and everybody kind of has this happy, excited air about their walk because music is played everywhere at the moment because of the Christmas season. 
People are saying, oh yeah, it's Christmas. We're going to dance. We're going to have fun. That's the power of music in action. That's the Christmas carol. That's the excitement of the festival, all tied up with music as its central theme. So as a musician, observe what happens when you're going around this Christmas festive season and just observe the sound of music that's played in the environment that you walk into and therefore the effect it has on the people in that said environment. And over Christmas, if you have time, I challenge you to watch Immortal Beloved and give me feedback on what you think Beethoven was like. And do you like him as a person or do you loathe his music or maybe even adore his music? There's no doubt some people love Beethoven's music and other people, hmm, there's, they're not too in love or enamored by Beethoven because of his power and his hot-tempered approach to some of the sounds that he created in his well-known sonatas, concertos, symphonies, and so on. Now, on to other news. Tune in for this week's episode on Friday. It's the weekly interview, and you're going to listen to a really inspirational lady from Wales. Her name is Gweno David. She is so Welsh. She is probably one of the most important people in the promotion and sustainability of St. David's Day in Wales. And she co-wrote a song for St. David's Day in Wales also. She, as a young person, bust on the streets in Europe. And eventually it all culminated in a one woman show which was performed in the West End in London. It's, she's such an interesting lady with so much to say that she's now, because of all her experience and because the changes COVID has, you know, affected her, she is now offering her skill as um, a person to help people rebuild self-esteem, self-confidence, to help them present themselves in challenging situations, whether it be through business or as a young person getting ready for doing some exam or whatever. She's a really inspirational lady. So tune in for that episode. will be published at 8 p.m. GMT on Friday. Now, that is it for today. And have a great week and enjoy the Christmas season as we're making the build up to Christmas Day. It's a, it's a beautiful time of year. Have a great week and speak to you on Friday. <laughs>